Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. Hola a todos, mi amigos, <laughs> in podcast Orlando. <laughs> What's happening? What he said. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. I don't know. That was hola a todos, my Portuguese friends. Yeah. Love you guys. And for Americans, what up out there, podcast land? <laughs> Howdy, y'all. Howdy, ho, ho. Hey, guess what, guys? What? We're going to talk about Potiphar today. <laughs> Again. He's the, the distant cousin of Potanir. Yeah, he is very, very he's so good. <laughs> Just let me know when you're done. Okay. We got a while. <laughs> We're not going to get to the bacon today. Just want to know. These uh, <laughs> these statements reflect Hank Meadows only. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nor to the cabera. <laughs> yeah, fight in the parking lot said. after this episode finishes. The baker and the cupbearer. Oh, is yeah, that yeah. what you were trying to say? <laughs> Very eerily similar to last week's first two attempts. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the problem. The body far. <laughs> You've already mentioned that. Hey, so this week, dum, 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 dum. my main man Joseph gets in trouble. Yeah. Through no fault of his own. It's a woman. <laughs> Typical. Do it every time. Every time. <laughs> All right. So, hey, it, what? everything good? Hey. Oh, Great. by the way, I'm Hank Meadows, pastor <laughs> of Mary Baptist Church. This is the Mosaic of Mary, and that's my, my home slice of Mona. Hey, no, oh, just Mona. Oh, hey, girl. I said, <laughs> I said home slice. <laughs> you did. That's true. No, no, she's removed herself from the home <laughs> oh, slice. She's it out. No, no, no. <laughs> and over there, we got the bean of the board, El Dano. Yep, yep. What's good, y'all? Everybody it's good. good. Everybody yeah. Good. Was, <laughs> I never know how I'm going to sound when it, I'm just along for well, the ride. Brother, that was up there. Aggressive, yeah. That was very aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're starting out really well. We've had 14 potifars already, a uh, bakar, and a cupbearer. And a yeah. <laughs> and a yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, this can't go anywhere but up. That's right. We did pull it out of the, out of the hat last week, so. That is totally not where I thought it was I know. That's what I was like. What? What? What are you about to I've say? I've never gotten to use my little sensor button over here. I yeah. thought I was going to Wow. That's so awesome. I was like. Uh, We'd have had to start recording again because I'd have lost. Oh, video. I'm straight telling you. Has she finished that thought? <laughs> we, yep. We'd have to reschedule. <laughs> I'm in the floor. Hey, just an FYI, though, now that we're well into this, oh my. it was actually my week's to be, week to be taped. If she's going to complain about it, we can't take that away from exactly. her. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm sitting there the whole time going, well, we taped that last week. It's not real. They don't listen to me. Oh, I listened. I knew. <laughs> yeah, it was, I don't think it was a mistake on his part. <laughs> this is a sin of omission. Oh, my. 
Okay. All right. So we're going to start. I am your secretary now, so you should be careful. You never know what I could do. True that. Lost your whole calendar. I know. It's gone now. Put up on the slide something totally different. What is she doing? Yeah, because she does all slide work stuff like that. So, you know, I tried to get y'all last week to stop at the sort of the midway point of verse six, and you refused to. So let's start where I wanted you to stop last week. <laughs> so, Mona, why don't you read that? And I, I don't, man, I don't know. We've goofed off so much. We need to get going. Um, well, I'll read all the way down to 18, see how it goes. Okay. Unless you stop me, but. Uh, well, possibly. <clears throat> so starting just before verse 7 starts at the new paragraph. Now Joseph was hand- oh in chapter thirty nine of Genesis. Now Joseph was handsome in form and appearance, and after a time his master's wife cast her eyes on Joseph and said, Lie with me. But he refused and said to his master's wife, Behold, because of me my master has no concern about anything in the house, as he and he has put everything that he has in my charge. He is not greater in this house than I ha- am, nor has has he kept back anything from me except you because you are his wife? How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And as she spoke to Joseph day after day, he would not listen to her to lie beside her or to be with her. But one day when he went into the house to do his work and none of the men of the house were there in the house, she caught him by his garment saying, lie with me. But he left his garment in her hand and fled and got out of the house. And as soon as she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and had fled out of the house, she called to the men of her household and said to them, See, he has brought among us a Hebrew to laugh at us. He came in to me to lie with me, and I cried out with a loud voice. And as soon as he heard that I lifted up my voice and cried out, he left his garment beside me and fled and got out of the house. Then she laid up his garment by her until his master came home. And she told him the same story, saying, The Hebrew servant whom you have brought among us came into me to laugh at me. But as soon as I lifted up my voice and cried, he left his garment beside me and fled out of the house. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we again just thank you for the opportunity to be in your word together and to share your word with those who would listen. And we just pray that this time be pleasing to you. And again, that those that would would hear would be blessed by your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, okay, okay, so what? The first thing that you see jumps off the page at you in that in that in this section. <laughs> I, I, I don't know where to go with that. I know. Well, well, you go to where you think is what jumps off the page. Well, what jumps off the page and what's useful information is two different things. What jumped off the page is that he's handsome in form and appearance. I, I finally have something in common with Joseph. It's great. I hear you. <laughs> It's true. I mean, so yeah, that I mean that is one thing. When this, I mean, you get the idea. Joseph was a looker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Not only was he audacious and prideful and <laughs> non-humble. Yeah. Dude, now back, we see where some of that came from. Yeah, the dude backed it up with good looks. Apparently. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I don't know what would be considered good looking at that time. Yeah, but yeah. Obviously, he was. He had to go on all that in had, a bag yeah, of chips. Yeah, yeah, bag of chips and some fries on the side. <laughs> Mona. Well. <clears throat> <coughs> Sorry, um, because I know you're going to get to this, but I, it did as I was reading it. It did stick out to me that you have talked about before, and I know you want to talk about again. That he says, "How can I sin against God?" And as I was reading that paragraph, especially in the 
the word master is used over and over and over again, but he never says, how can I sin against my master? Yeah. yeah. He says, how can I sin against God? Exactly. So that that's where it was. I mean, I thought about yours then. I did think about yours, but the greater one is obviously, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, he's like, my master's held nothing back. My master's right. been good to me. Right. My master this. But when it comes down to it, mm-hmm. he says, how can I do this great sin against God? Right. There are things we can do against others. Mm-hmm. There, there's no doubt. There, there, there are things you can betray, you can do, but you can never sin against anybody else. Right. Because we're all sinners. Right. And to sin against somebody means that one of the party has to be better. Yeah. Better, yeah. above Perfect, you. Yeah. You know, what did David say in, um, it's either Psalm 32 or Psalm 51, um, talking about his um, um, adulterous affair with Bathsheba. Um, what I mean, well, what is sin? Um, it must be fifty-one. What what does sin do to a person? <coughs> and let me tell you this out. If it's fifty-one four against you and you only mm-hmm. have I sinned mm-hmm. and done evil mm-hmm. in your sight. So no matter what we do to someone else, it does not go to the to the point of sin. Right, we can wrong somebody. Yeah, you yeah. can wrong somebody. I was going to say, yeah. make, make sure we make that clear that we're not, don't hear yeah, what we're saying not you don't saying. wrong somebody. Right, we're but, just saying we don't so sin. So what, what does sin do to you? Let's just jump in right there. What, what and, and I'm going to go back to Psalm 32, what does sin do to a person? Well, it, it mars us. It, it creates a, um, a barrier between us and God. It, um, creates a, I mean the first thing that came to my mind was your bracelet and the song we used to sing when we were little my heart was black with sin because it it does it it brings in um, like a pollution into our hearts yeah it, well I'm gonna go one step step further and we don't like to think of it this way but it it literally it makes us an enemy of God in, in that act in a and, sense yeah. yeah it breaks yeah. that relationship yeah, yeah. now it doesn't break our salvation. Right, it doesn't right, cause no, no. it. Right. It doesn't cause it us damages to lose that our salvation. It damages a relationship. Yeah. Right. I mean, you ever had a fight with your spouse? Right. I mean, you, you haven't. <laughs> well, bless your heart, Wendy. In the last 10 minutes? No. No. <laughs> so listen to what it does. Though. In Psalm 32 and then also in Psalm um, 51. In Psalm 32, verse 3, for when I kept silent, my bones wasted mm-hmm. away. So it physically mm-hmm. affects you. Yep. Through my groaning all day long, it spiritually works on you. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me, and it mentally affects mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. So your whole entire being was 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 this. And, and from that, you get the picture that this great hymn writer, songwriter, mm-hmm. psalmist, David, for pretty much we think that year yeah. that he was living under this sin that everybody knew about, yeah. obviously. Right. I right. mean, right. hello. Right. But he did not confess it. Right. He, you have to believe there wasn't any psalms written. That, I mean, the spirit yeah, wasn't moving. It was in torture. Him. Yeah. And then when he gets over here in in fifty one, he says, "Wash me, and I shall be white as snow." In other words, it makes you dirty. Let me hear it affects our hearing. Let me mm-hmm. hear joy and gladness. He wasn't hearing that during the time. Mm-hmm. Let the bones that you have broken. So our body, there it is. Our bodies are affected. Hide your face from our sins. God's face is gone, mm-hmm. in a sense, and blot out my iniquities, created me a clean heart. So our core 
gets dirty. Yep. Everything, cast me not away from your presence, take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. So all this, when we are in sin, affects us. So here's my main man, Joseph, going, I don't know whether he considered those things would happen. Right. But the main thing that sin does is what you said, and we talked about, it breaks fellowship. Right. Yep. So in all of his self-righteousness, mm-hmm. he did understand that, and he was obviously being broken. Right. At this time going, man, I, I can't sin against God. Right. You wonder at that point, what was his thought process about how he had acted prior? Mm. You know, I said last week, and we're going to, I hope we get to the end. It's as if at this point, God goes, okay, I've had you there long enough. You learned all you're going to learn in this house mm-hmm. as far as me breaking you and getting you under my control. And really, that's what God wants to do. It's like a wild horse. You want to, you want to. You don't want to break their spirit in, in that they don't become a, a wild, I mean, a powerful horse. You want to get it under control. Right. right. Where you can saddle a horse, a wild horse, and ride There's it. A purpose and, to it. And yep. do whatever. For me and you, I don't think God desires to, to break your spirit in that way. Right. But he wants to get rein you into where you're under his control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're either a master of sin yep. or you're under the master of a savior. Right. And so there's some work going on here. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, in in this, um, and we sort of talked about it, but in this, he is acknowledging, even though he doesn't say that this is what God has done, but by acknowledging that his master has no concern about anything in the house for, because of him um, or on his behalf, and he's acknowledging all the things that we know that God has done on his behalf as we were told in verses one through six of the chapter. And so he's acknowledging that God is doing a work here, doing a work in my life. And thus I can't sin against God. I can't turn my back away from him. Right. Well, and what we see that we didn't see when we first started talking about Joseph is this is a man who knows his role. And so often we want to say, we'll, we'll say, you know, for example, we get we get a, a higher position at a job. We're like, well, God put me here for a purpose. And I'm so thankful for it. And then a year later, we're like, well, why don't I have a higher, a higher you know, position now? Uh, why isn't God using this? We forget why we were given that position in the first place. And, and we don't see that with Joseph. He knows that he has a specific role and position in, in this household, and he's not going to turn away from it because he knows who it comes from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it comes from the Lord. Um, so what, as we look here, wh- th- there's part of it that in today's society that we have, it's part of the fruit of the Spirit that he shows here. Do you know which one it is? Which of the fruits it is that Joseph shows right here? Mona's counting on her fingers. I'm working through the song. Hold on. It's not a coconut. No, Self-control? <laughs> Self-control. That I think of all of those we struggle with today. Mm-hmm. Oh, good grief. Yeah. If it feels good, do it. We live mm-hmm. in that society. Yeah. Well, I'm going to do what's right for me. Mm-hmm. So what he does, he, he has self-control. You know, she said that and da 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 And he, it's like this little, okay, no, 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 no. Then we get to the day of she got she gets him alone. Mm-hmm. What does he do? He flees. He runs. Yeah. 
what would happen if we did that today? Right. Okay, I'm gonna go back, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get to this. Okay, so I want to go back to ten though. Day after day. Did you, you say know, Nintendo? <laughs> do, 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 do. No, that what was that? that wasn't Mario. Hold on. Um, and as she spoke to Joseph day after day, he would not listen to her to lie beside her or to be with her. But you get this idea that every time she she reaches out to him, he just beelines out of there or he he just cold shoulder, hey, you bye. know. And so often we want to like kind of kind of dip our toes in, just yeah. just kind of flirt with a little bit. We're like, no, no, no. But and and that behavior is why then he could run a little when flirty, flirty back. Yeah, yeah. You know, today's side would be a little flirty, flirty back. So mm-hmm. I think that's why he's able to run later is because he had already he already established his boundaries according yeah. to God. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, it's as if he knew what the half brother of Jesus would write mm-hmm. one day. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. When you resist, I know the fleeing sort of is backwards there, that he fled from you, but it's that fleeing that mm-hmm. you resist him by first doing what? I was going to say, but first you have to submit to God. There's a submit specific order, God. yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. and it has to be in that order. Yeah. And, and so, now I know some of you are going, well, wait a minute, you got that backwards. Yeah, in a sense, it's the fleeing that's important mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. when you submit to God— God's going to tell you what to do. Yeah. Yep. And she wasn't going to flee. Right. So God yep. seems to have whispered in his ear, dude, you see these reels now when it's like something scary coming, he goes, run. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what you get, it. man. That's you know, it. all the time. So I see this and she says that in Joseph Mines, he hears, run. It's like a record scratch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, and then you're probably going, well, okay, so he did the right thing, but look what happened to yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Still do the right thing though. Yeah, I mean, then promise a, a, a beautiful outcome right then and there. Yeah. God never said it was going to be easy yep. to live. I mean, his life would have been so much easier to just say, "Yep, okay, come on, let's right. do this." Yep. Right. You're going to like me more. You're going to talk yep. more to your husband. I'm going to be better in this house, even more so than I got. But in saying no, mm-hmm. dude made the woman mad. Uh-huh. And so that's where some people would go. Well, what's the use in being doing right? So he wasn't worried about pleasing a woman. He was worried about pleasing God. Come on with that. You know? Yeah. Well, and, and it, it goes back to everything having to do with God is, is an issue of the heart. And his heart knew the value of, of God's favor and knew that that woman had nothing to offer in light of God's favor. God's favor is so much more valuable well, than I mean, what she could offer. She could have offered a momentary season right. of pleasure. Nothing eternal whatsoever. I yeah. mean, you know, we can say that from Scripture, but... It's for a season. Yeah. Or for a minute. Minute, right. A moment. You know. Yep. So he, he runs out, but but in this, he shows us the third part. I I I don't know if I said it. Um how God was with Joseph. He was with Joseph in service. We talked about that last week a little bit. Well, the whole time, about how he was with him and he did all to succeed. Then he was with him in self control. It was because he had the relationship with God. And now we see that he's with him in suffering. Mm-hmm. I mean, home. Bro, it was bad enough. My brothers threw me in a pit. They wanted to kill mm-hmm. me. They beat right. the snot out of me, right. probably. Threw me in a pit. Sell me into slavery. So now I'm in this dude's house, and now I'm a slave. I was my father's favorite mm-hmm. and chosen one. Yep. Now I'm a slave. Now I'm going to prison for something I did not do. Right, right. Going to prison as a result of a lie. 
Yep. How do you make it through those times? Mm-hmm. Well, because you don't see what we see so often with ourselves now. You don't see him saying, God, you did this. You know, we see we see him actually drawing closer to God through each of these circumstances rather than running from God saying, God, you have nothing to offer me. You did this to me. You know, and so often we go the opposite route and say, well, I'm in, my, I'm in this situation because God put me. No, a lot of times we're in a situation because we make horrible choices. Let me ask you a big question. He's looking at you, Mona. I just want you to know that. <laughs> what if at some point Joseph would have said, God, I, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Was that wrong? No. What? You don't have to understand. I mean, it it's okay to say to God, I don't understand yeah. what you what. God? Come on now, but we're told we shouldn't question God. Um, you're not. You're admitting your own shortcoming, which God <laughs> fully understands already. Oh, quit giving me a biblical answer. <laughs> <laughs> Little Mister Hoity Toity, spiritual boy over there. I no, mean, come as on. As long as we're not, you're right, though. Dan. As long as we're not questioning God, who He is. And what we he does, we might question. I we don't understand what he's doing. I mean, you got to think this bro I, had to have said right, that. right. I, oh I, yeah. yeah, I don't understand. Right, but but I guarantee that he never said, "Who do you think you are?" Like mm-hmm. in Isaiah, when it says, "You know what right does the pot, the clay have to say mm-hmm. to the potter, what are you? What are you making oh, me like this?" Come on with it. That's one of my favorite ones. <laughs> come on with it. Um, and so. Ooh, I think I'm going to preach on that Sunday. Oh, I thought okay. Um. <laughs> Um, so as long as we're not doing that, we're being honest with God about how we feel. We're being honest with him about what we don't understand, but we are not questioning him. We're not questioning his sovereignty. We're not questioning his goodness. We're not questioning his love. Um, we just want to understand. And that doesn't mean that we're necessarily going to understand, but it's okay if we voice that. Dan, when you're pastoring your church, whenever you, you're, you find that church that God called you to. People are going to ask you this question, or they're going to say this to you, in the midst of tragedy or whatever. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not supposed to question God, but I just oh, don't yeah. understand. Yeah. And here, I'll just look at people and go, well, who says we can't question God? Yeah. Right. And you Absolutely. get this. Well, I, the Bible says it. Um, can you give me book, chapter, and right. verse on that one? Right. And then they just look at you like, well, you're the pastor. You should know this. <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> and I'm like, here's what you know. You, I mean, read the Psalms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, David yeah. always. I mean, this is like every third I mean, psalm. David's yeah. going, "What in the world, in the world <laughs> is going on? I don't understand this, God. The in my enemies are there ruling and reigning, and they're living it up, and I'm on the run, God. I don't understand why I'm out here, and you're. I don't understand. By then he goes, but I, I do know. Yeah, yeah. And I praise you anyway. And I praise you in this storm. Uh-huh. And that I, I was just thinking when when Mona was discussing a minute ago. That's such a that's where that's where faith becomes so important um because again what you're seeing in front of you leaves you say it, saying I don't understand this makes no sense but if you know again faith isn't isn't blind faith is I see what God's done I I based on that I can I can hold tight to his promises for the future that's what gets you through those times where you're not going to understand but what you can understand is his word still holds true. Yeah. And you just keep walking. Well, we all now can go to the truth of I flat didn't understand when my daddy died. Yep. I mean, I I had just literally talked to him. Right. 
And yeah, when he died, I was like, I, I don't understand this. Mm-hmm. He was fine. He was in good health. Mm-hmm. What? Right. Why did he have to die? And I look, I'm not, I'm, you may think I'm a sorry human being. I was like, there's so many other people whose daddies are sickly and weak oh, and yeah. this, and they're still living. Yet my daddy, who was seemingly fine. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, man, it was a long night. Yeah. Yep. I, I don't know how y'all handled your daddy not living now, but I struggled until I told you guys. But at 4 a.m., man, I got my daddy's Bible yep. and I found the truth mm-hmm. yep. of Scripture yep. that everybody dies. Mm-hmm. And I found some of my daddy's writings. Mm-hmm. And, and I know you're going, well, that's your daddy's writing. Yeah, but it was in Bible about verses that his pastor at the time had written about death and about this. Yeah. and. And then God just sort of took me literally back to my favorite psalm, Psalm 63. Oh, God, you are my God. Mm-hmm. Yep. Early yep. will I seek you. Yep. In a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. Yep. And I said, you're still my God. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I hate this right now. But my daddy's with you. I know that right. to be. And then I go. I go over to Second Corinthians chapter five. I go over there about eight, nine, ten. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And mm-hmm. that's when I came up with that thought. I've said it many times. You know, one minute my daddy's looking at his dumb boat, yep. and the next minute he's looking <laughs> in the face of his yep. Savior. Yep. Yes, yes, yep. yes. One minute Joseph is the favored son, and I mean, it's got to seem like the next thing you know, he's in oh, a yeah. prison right. for something he didn't do. Right now, I, I said this last week really quick. I think old Potiphar <laughs> knew Joseph was in it. Yeah. Yeah. Now I don't have scripture to back it up. Right. He could have had this bro put to death. But right, based yeah. on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he chose to put him in jail. Mm-hmm. Now we know God is sovereign and God was intervening in this. But th- I mean, look, the dude's wife said yeah. he tried to come attack me. Yeah. yeah. But he's like, eh, just go to jail. Mm-hmm. When all he had to say was, kill him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, so what do we do in those dark nights? I mean, I know we're sort of focusing there, but I want to stay here just for a minute. And fo- wh- when we're in the prison, we've come out of the slave or slave house, and now we're even worse in the prison. Well, and what does it say here in verse twenty one? But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him steadfast love, mm. and. And so I just have to believe that Joseph felt and understood that God was with him, that God loved him with an everlasting love, and that even though his circumstances were horrid and he was suffering in this way, he knew that presence of God. And and sometimes I kind of chuckle when people, you know, when you're praying for somebody and you say, Lord, be with them. Well, he already is. Yeah. And a much more effective thing to pray is, Lord, let them know mm. that you are with them. Mm. Because we can get so um, bogged down in those difficult circumstances in that black, dark night that we forget <clears throat> and we don't feel his and presence. And there are some dark nights. Right, and we don't feel his presence. And But if we 
um, are seeking to know that he is indeed with us. And if others are praying for us, that we would know that he was with us. Um, it changes everything. And if we are seeking to feel his love, and if we have already, and we talked about it last week too, that we really have to know God before we get into yeah. these difficult times. And so if we know and have come to grips with the fact that God loves us, loves me individually, then when we're in those difficult times, we can hold on to that. But we're not saying that you won't cry. I mean, right. you, you're not going to tell me Joseph did not cry. Right, right. I agree. You're not going to tell me that in that prison, that cell, that first yeah. night, he didn't cry. Right. Nobody is saying that. I, Terry St. John told me, and I know I'm talking about my day to death a lot tonight, seemingly, but he came to me that day. He said, bro, you, you don't have to be strong today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He said, nowhere in Scripture do I he, right. do I read where it says, hey, you, you've got to be strong during this time. He goes, bro, yeah. man, that's your dad. Yep. At that point, I just lost it mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. for about the 400th time. But... Nowhere do we read about being strong in this. God can, you can still know God's with you, and you can still just hurt Absolutely. like crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah, Absolutely. yeah, Absolutely. And so, yeah, God was with him, and God kept showing him that steadfast love. And you're just like, if you just relax and you'll mm -hmm. hear, mm -hmm. and be silent, you'll hear God telling you how much He loves you. Mm -hmm. And so, when you're in that dark place, man. Well, and it's my favorite hymn too. Um, where it says, turn your eyes upon Jesus and the things of this earth will grow strangely mm -hmm. dim. And so when we are in those difficult, difficult places, that if we just keep our eyes focused on him and rehearse what we know about him, then eventually that dark night will become brighter. You know, C.S. Lewis said it so many years ago. He said he thinks one of the enemy's greatest tricks is to make the things around us so loud mm. yeah. that we can't hear the voice of God. Yeah. So in those times of dark night, I think you just got to be quiet. Mm -hmm. Yep. And and hear him whisper how much he loves you and feel yep. his steadfast love around you. Yep. Yep. And I promise you will. Yep. Closing thought there, Dano. Grief. No, I was just thinking while we were talking about that, you know, so often I, I always go back to, you know, remember those times that, that, God has really made his presence known and, and taking care of things for you in the past. And you, but you look at Joseph, you say, well, okay, let's look at his past. He got thrown in a pit. He got sold into slavery. He got like, what? But we talked about it last week a little bit, I think. Sometime during those travels, once he was a slave, he spent time listening to God, focusing on God, interacting with God. And so the times you remember don't necessarily have to be these big mountaintops. They can just be the times where you know for a fact you've heard God's voice. And I'm going to go over to Hank before he has a fit here. <laughs> Do you think you. Joseph would have ever heard God? That's a great statement. Mm -hmm. At home. Mm. I mean, maybe, but would it have... He was it hearing his daddy's voice too much. Yeah. And would it yeah. have been as effective? No. I mean, as strong. I mean, I'm getting, right. he, God had to get him where yeah. he could yeah. hear him. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yep. Yep. Oof. Mm -hmm. That'll preach. Mm -hmm. God, ha I hope people stayed around long enough to hear this ending. God had to get him. And think about it. I already said he, he learned enough in the house. 
So in the house now he's the head honcho mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. You got to wonder if some of those back in that some place, of those yeah. thoughts of I'm really good. I'm the mm-hmm. I'm the I'm uh, right. Now wasn't so far that he said I'm not going to sin against. Not, I'm not to the gonna, same I'm level. Right. Sleep with you or whatever. He wasn't doing that. Mm-hmm. But then God had to take him a little bit deeper. Yep. Into the prison, say, man, you got to understand, I'm the one you rely on. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a that's a good thought, Dan. How did you have that not just hanging out, you know, <laughs> just listening? That was really good. You got anything? I top that. I know, no. I'm not. I'm telling you, I'm done. <laughs> yep. You're done. I, I got nothing. I got nothing. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Let's pray. Father, we love you, and um, God, we we nobody wants to go to the woodshed. Nobody wants to go to the dark valley or be taken somewhere where there's nothing but silence so that we can hear you. Nobody wants to go there. But God, all oh, those times are so precious. And those times are so powerful in our lives if we will be still and know that you're God. And so, Lord, um, move in us and keep, help us to keep the faith in those times and to look to you, the author and the finisher of our faith, the captain of our salvation, the giver of life. And God, we love you today. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I'm Hank Meadows, pastor of Marion Baptist Church. I got my home slice, Miss Mona, with me. Hey, hey. Oh, hey, girl. And got old and Mr. Intellectual over there tonight. <laughs> old Beano. Still with the bean. Yep, yep. Yeah, them beans backed up, didn't he? <laughs> All right, guys. Y'all be good. Bye, y'all. 13 weeks to Christmas. I thought you said 13 last time.